Brand new edition of Tale Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. Lots of news since the last time we chatted with you people. That's Tawlites. Um, so we're recording this on October 30th. I will put it on the 31st. So you're listening to it. Pretend it's live for you. Okay? <laughs> Halloween! <laughs> yeah, this is Happy Halloween episode number... What did you call it? Toweline. Toweline. <laughs> it works. We get, we, we get so creative with that not, shit. Not so when you good. read it, but when, when you say it out loud, it works. <laughs> <laughs> Toweline. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into some Marvel news first. Uh, we got Thor this weekend. Thor, we do, we do. It's, uh, it's opening up to some good-ass reviews. Um, it opened up overseas this weekend, and when I checked, it was over $107 million. Um, I don't think that included China, so it's, it's gonna make a shit ton of money, just like all Marvel movies do. But this is getting, uh, the best reviews, um, since the first Guardians, and definitely the funniest movie since the first Guardians, according to the lucky people who have seen it so far. Um, so, I'm pumped, man. You ready? I am. I am. I can't wait um, for a good, adventurous Thor movie. I mean, come on. We've been waiting for this for years. So, yes. Did you? Did you go see Blade Runner? I did. And I saw it over the weekend. And it was Blade Runner. It was <laughs> long and visually. <laughs> striking and boring at times and it was great <laughs> i loved great. it i thought it was it was it yeah. stuck with me every day i thought about it yeah. it, was so, it was great but i forgot it's haunting but, yeah sorry guys to bring it up it's just i was i was thinking about uh the movies and if chris was gonna go visual see- spectacles <laughs> right that, that got me thinking is he gonna go see thor in the theater which I hope you are. Yeah, I'm sure. I am. I always do. I, I mean, it's it's a comic book movie. It's, right. It's, it's, a mu- it's a must, you know. So it's the one times, the times I do go out to the theater and, and you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, Thor should be good. Uh, should make a ton of money. Um, so <laughs> this is just kind of like a little funny piece of news. Uh, the president or some higher up over at IMAX um, went on record saying that he regrets putting uh, Inhumans on the big screen. <laughs> it was a pretty funny interview because he was—he literally just said, you know, with a name like Marvel, you, you don't say no, but this is now given us, you know, unless it's like he, and he said like Game of Thrones caliber show. Um, it's, you know, don't, I'm, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it again. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, then someone actually asked Kevin Feige, um, oh, hey, are you sad that, you know, you didn't get the Inhumans movie and now it's on TV and everybody hates it? And it was like a phone call with Uproxx, um, that site. And he was like, uh, hello, hello, uh, I can't hear you right now. You're breaking up. Just, completely dodged the question. <laughs> so uh, you know what, man? 
you would think that for an endeavor like that, that they would have went balls to the wall with it and been really smart, but but just like they're blowing their Netflix world. Now that we gotta get the Punisher coming and reconcile that this month. So you know, it's 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 too bad because I think that Inhumans could have worked as a two hour movie on the big screen and and now it's just got this like walk of shame it has to go through. Uh, they might as well not even put it on disc. It's just going to waste money. <laughs> yeah. Let's go buy that garbage. I haven't even yeah. watched it. I have no... My wife is like, hey, when are we going to watch this? Never. Things to watch. I will watch it eventually, but it's like, I, I'd rather just go watch The Gifted, which I thought was going to be terrible, but everybody's like, oh, this is a great show. I've heard that it's better than the movies, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet, but with Inhumans, maybe they'll just start handing them out when you buy a Marvel Legends figure. It'll just be included. <laughs> it's called Collect and Collect and uh, what is like the build a figure, build but you have to build <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Each one comes Every, in an episode. That's right. Um, uh, a speak, piece of poop. Yeah, I know. Speaking of what you were saying, as far as re. Maybe rebuilding the Netflix uh, universe. Vincent D'Onofrio confirms that he is back for Daredevil season three as the Kingpin, as he should, because he's fucking phenomenal in that role. <laughs> is it's it's interesting that you get one of the best uh, Marvel villains through that show. You know, I mean, Marvel has a quote unquote villain problem, and uh, the Kingpin actually, you know was delivered very well. So I would like to see him show up in like homecoming or, you know, homecoming two or, you know, somewhere else, you know, just give that guy some work. Yeah. I mean, in, it's not like D'Onofrio isn't a, he's a movie level actor, you know, so is Claire, um, Zara Dawson, you know what I mean? Like some of these people have been on screen for years. You know what I mean? Like maybe you don't throw up Finn Jones. Maybe he doesn't go, in in a Marvel cinematic movie, but I you know Charlie Cox had his roles, and I think he would be well on screen. I, I think definitely Vincent D'Onofrio, definitely um, Rosario Dawson. But you know, for now, let's just be glad he's back for season three, which I am very much so. Uh, the yeah, Venom- where's, our, where's our where's our bullseye news? Where's that? When's that coming? Oh, that's you know that's coming. You know that it's coming. Colin Farrell's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching gears to Sony. <laughs> Again, uh, it's okay. So the news is that the Tom news is Hardy, better. The news is better <laughs> that Tom Hardy is going to go um, full mocap for when he's in the Venom costume. And Venom has started filming. So, as far as that's concerned, you know, it's exciting. Um, I can't remember who's directing Venom right now. I I want to say it's a very good director. I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up while I'm rambling here. But, I mean, what what do you think about this, going full mocap for uh, Venom? While you look this up. I think, it's, I think it's the popular way to go these days. It, um, instead of just full CGI, at least you have a little bit of the actor in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Any circus, this, as we know. And I think that it always greatly benefits it i mean it's 
It's like where people are clamoring, Andy Serkis should win an Oscar for his mocap performances and da 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 da. And yeah, it. I think it just it looks so much and cleaner, and um, it'll be interesting to see how they they translate that to Venom. Yeah, when he has an elongated mouth and rows of teeth, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So it's Ruben Fleischer who's directing it, uh, the director of Zombieland. Um, and you got, I mean, you got a crazy cast here. You got Michelle Williams, you got Riz Ahmed from, uh, Rogue One, obviously Tom Hardy in the lead role. Um, so, you know, you got some, some pretty high level talent behind this movie. Uh, the weird thing is, is that again, we've talked about it. It exists in the Spider-Man universe. Spider-Man exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Venom does not exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For now. For now. So Spider-Man can go do his own adventures with Cap and everybody. Venom can come and show up in Spider-Man or vice versa. And personally, again, you know, I think that this movie sounds amazing if you didn't call it a Venom movie. (laughs) And you told me that Tom Hardy was going to play a a mocap monster. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like a horror movie, horror action movie. Then, yeah, of course, I would be signing right up either day one. and, And I still will be because I love Venom as a character. But. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, okay, so Ben Mendelsohn, uh, known as Krennic. Um, I can't remember what his first name was. Orson Krennic in yes. Rogue One. Yes. I was just um, going to say his first name is Director. Director Krennic, yeah. <laughs> he, um, he is up for the role as the villain in the Captain Marvel film. Um, well, what do you think about this? First of all, before I get in a little bit, um, you know what? I don't know because I didn't really like him in rogue one. I thought that the hype for that character was great. Uh, they played chronic off as a really good character in the book. And then they just kind of like shat on him through that whole movie. Ben Mendelsohn, I, it's, it's interesting. Uh, seeing that we're looking at the scrolls being the villains, I mean, that really questions like what role they're going to put him in. Well, I mean, he'll he'll be, you know, uh, I don't know who the main scroll bad guy is, but that's who he'll be, I would imagine. Um, super scroll, super scroll, right? But in keeping with what Disney does best, they keep it in the family. Lupita Nyong'o yeah. is yeah, yeah, yeah. Jungle Book is in. Uh, what else is she in? She's in Star Wars and she's in Black Panther. You know what I mean? Mendelssohn will be in Star Wars, then he'll be in this. And like, they do a very good job of keeping these people in the family. And um, yeah. for that, I, you know, Scar Jo is in the Marvel movies. She was also in Jungle Book and John Favreau and blah, 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 blah. So whatever they decide to do, I think they'll use Mendelssohn correctly. I thought Krennic was more interesting in the book than he was in the movie, but I did still appreciate Mendelssohn's acting. Yeah. No, he was standing, uh, standing up for himself, yelling a lot. <laughs> yeah. All that good stuff. Um, I mean, he could also get like, uh, what was this? Martin Freeman, like, like, Oh, we're, we're putting Martin Freeman in civil war. Oh, who is he? It's just this normal guy. <laughs> I mean, not normal, normal, but because he's coming back for Black Panther and stuff. But 
you know, he could be a government guy. He could be anything. So jumping to a conclusion that he's a super scroll or even like the leader of the scrolls, who knows? So. Well, if you say the word villain, though, you don't think Thunderbolt Ross compared to uh, the Abomination. You know what I mean? One's a, a one is a villain that's all the way through. You know what I mean? Like one's one's a fucking what's his name? One's Darth Vader, and one is Tarkin. <laughs> Tarkin is the true villain of A New Hope, but everyone thinks about Vader. That's just the way it is. Tarkin's blowing up planets. Sorry, you can blow your planet up. Um, all right, finally in Marvel news, Fox is ready for an X-23 movie. Um, uh, geez, what's his name? Who just directed Logan? Because it's going to be the same guy. He's writing it, at least. Yeah. Didn't say that he's directing it. But um, anywho, so yeah, he wants to take that character of Laura. James Mangold. Yeah, James Mangold. Awesome job, obviously, with Logan. And I like the Wolverine as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, me too. You know, taking that character, uh, you know, when we last left her in Logan, she kind of was doing like a young alpha flight thing. Everyone's fleeing to Canada with these other mutants, and she doesn't have her mentor. She's probably going to be thrown into a mentor role. Um, it's super interesting. I That girl was great. She was a fantastic little actress. So... I think it would be cool to see that. Yeah, I mean, they just had X-23 as Wolverine for the longest time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Selling, selling books. She's been uber popular. She was... she was That character was created out of a cartoon. You know, it was like the Harley Quinn type thing where she wasn't even created in the comics and then yeah. she became... was introduced to the car, into the comics. So, um, I, think, I think it'll work. Um... I think that Fox and I continually praise Fox now for the work they've been doing on, on, uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see what's coming, you know, and we got new mutants and Deadpool two coming, you know, and, and there's three Fox movies next year. Yeah. At the end of the year. So that's, that's pretty insane to me that Fox is like, they're just they have this they have this plan now after a lot of back and forth and Fantastic Four flop and all that stuff, but they seem to be on pretty good track right now with what they're doing, especially with like Legion and the gifted on TV. So um, they're doing the the mutant world justice. Yeah, there's so there's one more other thing I just wanted to add in there, continuing the Fox X Men world. I guess they also said that they plan to spread the cable story out through four movies. Um, I think that Deadpool 2, X-Men, uh, Dark Phoenix, and then probably Deadpool 3 and whatever they decide to do after that. Because X-Force. X-Force, yeah, sorry, duh. Yeah, X-Force. Yeah, so, which we know is getting worked on right now. So I think that that makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Um, give that that character, like, have it spin in to the summers, you know what I mean? Into the, into that main X title. Like I could definitely see him coming from, I don't know, the Deadpool world over there. I mean, if they're all going to be existing in one big world, which they really should, um, it's going to be real. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens after next year with all those movies, knowing that an X force is coming, 
knowing that New Mutants is like this horror movie, like how do they play into the main X Men? Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be very interesting, and you know, hopefully they know what they're doing. Uh, like you said, they seem to be on the right course right now. So I guess I'm excited next year, 2018. Yeah, it's interesting to really think about what comes after all that. Like, well, apparently you know, at X23, one... right? Well, so, I know, but I mean that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like you go on to a bigger scale like something like avengers where you put everybody together epic crossover movie you know you don't even everyone fight professor x something (laughs) something crazy like that yeah exactly so i mean there's a lot of potential there and it would be really cool to see them continue to uh succeed yeah absolutely all right so let's jump on to the other side of the pond so to speak into the uh, DC world. Um, just a little like thing that we heard from Gal Gadot. Um, she's saying that they're retconning her statement from Batman versus Superman, where they said that she left mankind for a century. And be- as we, as we know, for the most part, like in world war two or sorry, world war one, she, she came to save mankind. And then we know the next movie is in the 90s, right? I believe, like Captain Marvel is. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's like, no, it's. Uh, I thought it was 90s. So I think it's 70s or 80s before the. Yeah. Regardless, she didn't leave. She didn't leave nothing for that long. She left women, womankind. Kind of. So, um,. So yeah, they you know she said in a statement like basically, when you're coming up with things, you're writing them, and then when you actually get ready to film the next movie, you might have said oh, that might not have been the best decision to say that. Um, you should probably write these things down and then go over them before you decide to put them in a movie. Right, right, right. I mean, my other thing is I think like, I just retcon an entire everything before Wonder Woman. Smart. <laughs> uh, not Man of Steel, but. <laughs> well, they may be. Who knows? We don't know what that was Red, Redcon. <laughs> Redcon everything. Um, all right, so here's here's a weird piece of news, and we, we can debate this a little bit or not. I don't know. But we have that Zachary Levi, TV's Chuck, has been announced as Shazam in the upcoming Shazam movie. <laughs> And, you know, I texted you when I heard the news on, I think it was Friday or Saturday, basically with a big what the F. Um, what do you think? You know, man, I think no matter what, no matter what happened, like, whoever they put in that role, it's going to be always a topic of debate. Now, we've seen where people go from, I, you know what? Fine. If it was John Cena, that'd be one. But at the same time, it's like, I would be like, oh, I don't want John Cena in this movie. I don't think of him as being Shazam. Now, when I see now Zachary Levi, when I look at him, yeah, I could see it. You know, so it's like, I don't know. You know what? We've seen string beans go to like beefcakes, man. Like fucking Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, it's my that dude. Son. That dude was tiny. He was like this little funny guy. Like, and all of a sudden, he became goddamn Captain America. So I mean, you know, I, I think he, I think Zachary Levi is funny. He he brings that charm. He can bring that charm to the role. 
Um, that I actually like wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. Well, he's playing a child. So, I, so, I mean, when they when they switched over uh, him in in Thor two, you know, same thing. It was like just having him in that role was a little bit funnier, you know, I because he is a funny guy. So, I mean, this movie it has to be on that on that side of the that side of the spectrum, and I I support the casting. Who is he in Thor two? He's the not Wand, uh, what's Wand Warrior three. Yeah, yeah. Is that one? Yep. Okay. Fang Fangar. I don't know what his name. Uh, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and it's draw. just that, it's just and that he's he's going up against he's going up against the Rock. The Rock to me is like an unbeatable superpower. You know what I mean? It's other than like I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like there's no one bigger than the rock. So it will be interesting to see. And you're right. Physically, he can get bigger. So we'll see what, how that goes. Um, the positives that I have is that it's going under Warner brothers, new line umbrella, which has always been more of a genre thing. It's the house that Freddie built scream. Uh, and then they got crazy in the early 2000s with Lord of the Rings because they had been working with Peter Jackson on his horror films. Bob Shea, who owned New Line at the time and was running New Line, um, you know, put his trust into into Peter Jackson. But all three of those movies are also made for like $120 million or something insane like that, which is like a fucking mind blow. When you When you think about Lord of the Rings being yeah. made for that amount of money, three movies back to back to back. And like how some of it still stands up CGI wise, obviously the movie wise still stands up because it's fantastic. Anywho, I'm going off on a tangent. So it's going to be under new line, which means they can get weird. And it's also being directed by uh, David F. Sandberg, who just directed um, lights out and Annabelle creation, which are both two solid horror movies. So um, what I am speculating uh, with Chris is that I wouldn't be surprised because Billy Batson gets his powers from his old crusty magician. <laughs> it would be cool if somehow like we saw a, you know, maybe in this version, like that crusty magician happens to be, um, who's the dude who has the gold helmet in DC? Dr. Fate. Yeah. Like maybe it's like something crazy like that. You know, I don't. I don't think so. You can't. You can't do it because the wizard is actually the wizard Shazam. I know that. So, but they can change. Right. It. So I don't. That if they change it, then fuck that movie. Um, <laughs> to be honest, because that would be stupid. Now, there is. There are some little. Uh, did you see that picture that got posted on Facebook the other day? There were people speculating that Shazam, the wizard, actually shows up in Justice League. Really? It's probably not going to re- be real, but I mean, they were like showing this picture of Shazam the comic, and then this guy like in the same pose doing like this magic thing. So, in the Justice League trailer or something? I don't know where they saw it, but I have to look, I have to look that up. But okay. yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't mix up your magic in DC. Dr. Fate needs to be showing up in the dark, Justice League Dark movie. <laughs> Right. Well, either way, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that maybe we will see um, some sort of magic stuff, you know, happening. 
and, oh, and we going on. So, in and maybe it's it something will that into that. It's something that they can really probably go off on a tangent with too, because I mean, what does Marvel have? They have Doctor Strange, you know. So it's like, and that's about it. And I mean, I mean, you can call the rest of it like what goes on, and I mean, actually, you can't because now the whole like Asgard and all that stuff—they're actually just they're plant they're all aliens so it's not like it's very magically based there um but they have a good opportunity to really do something different with the uh the superhero genre if they bring magic into it right especially when they can fuck superman up with that shit so, so here's here's what what it is i don't know and I, I don't it's not really a spoiler because take it with a grain of salt in the newest tv spot there's a showing of that big fight that's like um, uh, Lord of the Rings yep. in Justice League. It has Steppenwolf, and I bet you this is where we're gonna see the old, the the new gods rather fighting the old gods. <laughs> Star Wars. What what is the never mind? All right. So anywho, if I'm you want to hear that, go back to last July. <laughs> Yeah, if you've been longtime listeners of the show, you might get that reference. But if not, I'm sorry. Um, but anywho, we may have we might see uh, Zeus or the Wizard Shazam, or maybe it's uh, what's his name from Atlantis. You know what I mean? Like somebody Poseidon um, fighting probably Apocalypse. You know, and like the shit that happens there on. During this big, weird, ancient battle thing. I don't know my DC yeah. as, as well, man. I don't know. No, no, you're right. You're not fighting the forces of Apocalypse. Oh, well, yeah, but wouldn't it be cool to see all of them? See, what, what's his name? Like, Orion? I can't remember all their names. That'd be sick. Big Bertha. 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 In a film, though? Oh, my God. Mr. Mr. Miracle? <laughs> It'd be yeah, so I'm confusing for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Why? We're done with yeah, he's he's the he is the son of. <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> okay, so DC uh, Gareth Edwards, director of the Raid films, um, and an amazing little skit in VHS two, um, oh, is no. in talks. This is not confirmed. In talks to be directing a, a Deathstroke solo film. Um, so that's two pieces of information because. They have not confirmed a Deathstroke solo film at all, um, and Gareth Edwards may be directing it. Sure, the dude knows how to fucking make an action movie. Some of the best martial arts I've seen on screen in those two Raid movies, period. And almost everything that's come out since the Raid has been trying to copy the Raid as far as American uh, martial arts goes. They're just trying to, you know, to do what Gareth Edwards has done so well. So... Joe Mangianelli or whatever his name um, would be back, you know, to take on that character. And I guess my question is, do you want to see a solo Deathstroke movie? Uh, Just, just a slight correction. It's Gareth Evans. What did I say? Gareth Gareth Edwards? Oh, geez. He directed uh, some other shit. Rogue One. (laughs) Monsters. Godzilla, yeah, I know. No, no, no. I, I was in the I same thing. I always threw those guys up. Jeez. Uh, and do we need a Deathstroke movie? Yeah, fuck we do. Especially if it's in that style. That that would be insane. I mean, right why, now... Why would you need that? Deathstroke is, 
Deathstroke is not a villain, per se. So Deathstroke exists on both sides of the line. So, I mean, he, right now, I mean, he's, he's, got his, he's got a very popular comic book right now. He's been a, like a fan favorite. So, I mean, you put something of that scale and the action that comes with, you know, Gareth Evans and... <clears throat> I don't see how you can go wrong. I mean, they want to. I can see DC doing something crazy like this because it's like, why not? Fox is putting out movies about New Mutants and 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 Deadpool and and all these like all these obscure characters. Venom's getting a movie, so I mean, it's like, why not do it? Especially when everyone's so hyped up about. Um, oh, I can't even pronounce his last name. Um, when it originally was announced for the Batman, so well, and people, just people want it. That's where we saw it. In that yeah. footage of Justice League coming down the Fox. Like that that clip broke the internet that day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Deathstroke in a Justice League film. And who yeah. knows? I mean, I've heard it's not in there anymore, but like we don't we don't know really anything about this movie because it's two and a half hours or more. Mm. What is? Justice League. I heard it's two hours. It's the no. shortest movie of... Are you sure? Look it up. They just announced it's the shortest DC movie yet. Hour and 59 um, minutes. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, were just, they just That's said that. <laughs> huh. Why? They're going to get right to the point. <laughs> they, they, have so, they have so much shit to go through. Yeah. You know what is two and a half hours? Star Wars. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You know what's three hours? Blade Runner. <laughs> oh my god. It is. It sure is. Oh yeah, you know what? It's the shortest by far. The second shortest was Suicide Squad, then Wonder Woman, then Man of Steel, then Batman versus Superman, which in all honesty, Batman versus Superman is too fucking long. But it was too fucking long from the beginning. Yeah, so especially when all the good parts are at the end. <laughs> okay, so t- two hours, which to me seems a little insane. I feel like it should be longer, but let's see what Joss Whedon can do with those two hours. You know, um, I trust okay. that guy. Yeah, I do trust. Him. I do trust. Him. And then finally, uh, in a bit of comic book news, um, Grant Morrison, who ended his extremely popular run in Batman Incorporated and publicly said that he doesn't have anything else to say with Batman, is coming back uh, in February to join uh, Scott Snyder on Dark Knight's The Wild Hunt. Grant Morris's run was not just Batman Inc. Batman Inc. was probably the weakest part of that of his entire tenure. Uh, Correct. Of, like, jerking off Batman fans. Um, let me put it this way. Um with Scott Snyder about this because he was um, yeah Grant Morrison was trying to stay away from it and actually including a character that I believe that Grant Morrison had created during his run um, so that's that's another reason why he's coming back to help him write this book okay so these books are they're hot man they're like the Red Death is up over $20 all the other ones are all on second printings because they're all going up in price. Um, metal is metal is super popular right now. So 
bringing in Graham Mortison is only going to fuel that fire. I mean, it, it, I haven't read the one shots. I, I've read maybe one, sorry, and then I've read the main books, which has only been what two or three, three, three or four. Of, yeah. It's not four. It's not four. I know that, but it is just so goddamn good. It's it's so creepy and violent. And again, Scott Snyder does another twist of fate to Batman. Another, well, holy shit, you just changed my entire perspective on this character again. A 75, 77, or however old year, I think 78-year-old character, I don't know how he does it. And I don't care because he says he never wants to stop writing Batman, and I never want him to stop. (laughs) No. Not right now. So... Just killing it. Killing it. Always. Grant Morrison's back. I'm fucking on. You know, he's he's killing it with uh, Wild uh, Storm. So. so that's it. Okay. Welcome back. Let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's, do, let's go to a break and uh, we'll come back. Come back. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, we are back from the commercial. Back. I'm going to let you lead this one, because I really I haven't watched any of it, so tell oh, me. Oh, I haven't, I haven't either. Oh, okay. I'd, all I watched was the, the Last of Us trailer. Uh, it's not even a trailer, it's like a clip. Um, Paris games. So, I mean, right now, right out, they're dropping PlayStation's dropping a bunch of trailers. So it's, we're seeing more gameplay. Uh, got a war. New Spider-Man trailer came out featuring miles. Um, the last of us two, like I just mentioned, had a really fucked up uh, clip. Um, it's, it's cool because it gets me excited. Cause I know these games are coming. Oh, the uh, Battlefront uh, launch the, trailer. The makers, the makers of Infamous, are making a samurai game. That's that's what I need to watch still. <laughs> so. Do you remember that samurai game? It wasn't samurai game, but it was a ninja game. 
um, for PlayStation 2. There was a series of them. Do you remember what I'm talking about? You have to, th- I, you have to throw me a name at, of it, but I, I, I'm trying to remember what uh, it was. Like Ninjaku or... I remember that we... Oh my it gosh, it's going to so bother... Tenchu! Tenchu. Yes. yes. The whole series. Bring me those. I loved those games. Tenchu Remake. Yeah, you went around, you disemboweled people, jumped. You know, yes. over. it was just it was like you know what it is it's hard because now we have assassin's creed and it's very similar to assassin's creed just put a ninja in the costume instead um and maybe more violent deaths because they were very violent in that game but speaking of which i have heard that the new assassin's creed is superb so yeah that's and I've, I've heard that too. The new Mario game is like one of the greatest games of all time. Um, it's getting crazy reviews. So yeah, uh, if you're interested in video games, check out the Paris Games Week, which is happening right now. PlayStation dropped their stuff, which I assume means Xbox and Nintendo will be dropping more trailers tomorrow, maybe or next throughout the next couple of days. I don't even remember a Paris Game Week ever being a thing. Is this new? I, there's new shit popping up all the time, right? Uh, to be honest, I don't, the only thing I want to see is a Metroid trailer. Um, Xbox, I don't really give two shits. So um, yeah, but PlayStation's there, dominating the the, mar- the the scene as usual. So it's it's good. Okay, cool. There's gonna be some God of War gameplay. That's what I gotta watch. That I'm excited. There's um, a, there is news announced though that uh, Monster Hunter World. Uh, beta starts December 9th for PlayStation Plus subscribers. There's a trailer for that. So, yeah. Yeah. There's trailers for that like every week. <laughs> um, that, that game. Oh. Yeah. Paris Game Week has been going on since 2010. And I feel like I've just never paid never attention. Never knew about it. Didn't even pay attention. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? It's a little weird. Maybe um, it's always around Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it is. So, also. This weekend, if you were playing video games, either Assassin's Creed or Mario Odyssey, which is getting 10s out of 10s, best new Mario games since the creation of Mario. Um, Stranger Things 2 came out this weekend. I watched it. Chris didn't. So I'm not going to say anything spoilers. All I will say is that it is a sequel in every sense of the word. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, About halfway through. I just I couldn't do it last night. I was gonna stay up and and watch it, but I decided against that. And having sleep was much better. Um, t- tonight, most likely, because I don't work tomorrow. So Good. I am gonna be all over that for the rest of the night. Yeah, it's just it's I we just did a recording. You'll you can hear it um, if you guys listen to Gourmet Scum Radio. We do go into heavy spoilers. Uh, Chris Siever and I, so you can listen to our our review and recap of it. But um, yeah, they just they opened it up, and it's it's very James Cameron. <laughs> it's very James Cameron, which I love. I hear so. I've heard things, so I like to stop talking about it now. <laughs> we'll stop I didn't I'll say all tonight. I said is it's very James Cameron. I didn't say People that. Start putting these stupid ass headlines. Like, say that was a headline online. It's like, oh, 
how about that major death? It's like, fuck you, it's Sunday. It came out two days ago. Stop putting this shit on, online, you. That I'm not saying wigs. anything at all. <laughs> that I'm not saying. Um, no, I know. Okay. It's just that kind of bullshit. That's why I don't even... I'm going to go offline. <laughs> Can you take the next one, though? Because I didn't... I... Yeah, I just discovered this today. Remember, we talked about this. Not We didn't talk about this. We talked about uh, Joss Whedon coming back to write a new Buffy comic. And then all of a sudden, this popped up in my feet. And, I, and then I was like, what the fuck is this thing? It was like Buffy in middle school. It's a new comic that's going to be coming out. It's called New School Nightmare. Did I kid oriented? Kid oriented. I I don't know what they're going for. Like maybe like trying to get on the Archie train. I I don't know. But yeah, I I discovered this today, and I was just like, it was kind of shocking. But hey, yeah, you can. So she is in middle school, teamed up with a witch and a werewolf. And you can actually, on Entertainment Weekly, read uh, eight eight uh, pages from it. I think pages. Yeah, yeah. That's, Which that's I saw that yeah. I saw that article earlier. That's the I one. will because I'm a huge Buffy fan, but this is super weird. Um, okay, you know it's to me personally, this year has not been that fantastic for Buffy being it's the 20th anniversary. Um, I thought that there would have been a lot more Buffy things out there, like, you know, clothing or, you know I mean? Like Halloween stuff. And like, they did a coloring book. They, you know, this comic I'm sure isn't coming out this year. And because the other one's not coming out until next year either. So it's just kind of like they announced a bunch of stuff but mostly everything's come out in 2018 and it's like, why didn't you do this last year for this year? But anywho, as a Buffy fan, the more Buffy, the better. I just, I wanted more. Um, you deserve more. I do, Chris. Thank you. So this piece of news, it's kind of like one of those rumor things. So Contra is coming to it's the blowing screen. <laughs> Or the small screen, or both. Speaking of James Cameron. <laughs> Contra? Yeah, right. No. You know what it is? It's getting produced in China, and I I think it might be a Chinese movie. It hasn't been confirmed. Um, which is fine. That's I don't care. Contra, I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know how that movie's going to look. I feel like that's a movie, or a comic, or sorry, a video game that doesn't need to be translated to the big screen. It's just not going to work. Just like Mario is not going to work. But who knows, man? Shit. Like, if you told me that a Metal Gear Solid movie was coming, I'd watch it. But who knows? What do you think of this? You got to say it. We're on on radio. (laughs) Video video game adaptations do not go very well most of the time. So... Yeah, Mortal right. Kombat's the best one. So that that's the bar, people. <laughs> Resident Evil's a close second. Silent Hill maybe a third, but I mean really, they don't work for the most part. Um anywho, what does work is Attack on Titan. Uh season three is coming next summer. Um 
they have not translated or put the second season up on Netflix yet. So I have not watched it, but I will. Soon though, right? It is soon. Um, the first season, I, so I'm really late to the game on Attack on Titan. I saw the stuff and I go, and I, I've been so out of anime for years and years. Like Afro Samurai was the last like real series that I watched. Or I think that was a movie. I don't even think it was a series. But anywho, I finally got on Attack on Titan a couple years ago. And I am so thankful I, I get it. Like, I really do understand why people flip the fuck out when they saw it. Because it's just, it's super smart. It's it's visually stunning. And the music is amazing. It's just, it is really deserved of that. And um it was funny. I saw at the Spirit Halloween store, there was actually Attack on Titan costumes that you could get. And I was like, Aaron, yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I was happy for that. So. I found a Skeletor costume there, but it was too big for me. I did see those too. Yeah. I should see those. I was very disappointed. <laughs> next, um, next year. Yeah. Next year, buddy. Given that this is Halloween, uh, that you're hearing this, um, Mezco is releasing a new pre-order. <laughs> for... let's, be, let's rephrase this. They're... I said they're releasing a pre-order. I'm not wrong in that statement. <laughs> they're coming up with this concept. It's called pre-ordering without... Pre-order without, without the product. Without <laughs> final product coming down the pipeline. All right, listen. We love you, Mezco. Finally just got that Superman figure out, so your Red Sun Superman should be, you know, at least a year away by now. Uh, yeah. Can't put a variant out. Well, here's your, here's my favorite. Well, right, I just saw, you mean the real Superman figure? The real Superman is out. Because I saw him. Like, saw people. No, I can't, I, I've been, they're oh. sold out. They're sold out everywhere. I was late to the game for that one. Oh. I want it. Shit. So it looks Remember, really I, fucking good. I know. I, I was like, shit, I wish I probably would have got that Superman. I keep pestering my uh my comic book guy for it every week, seeing if he get gets one in. Yeah. Um so if you see one, I do have a birthday coming up. So Yes you do. And Chris. Chris, don't don't buy that. You don't need it. So no. Code. Code for that. But yeah, Halloween. <laughs> so Yes, so the night... Oh, wait, 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 wait. before we say that, before we say that... We already said it. I want to say about the whole, like, how do you put out a Miles Morales variant of Spider-Man? You still can't even put the normal Spider-Man out. That's true. That is true. I don't know, but... so Please, please continue. The last time that we got a Michael Myers 1 12th scale Halloween toy, to the best of my recollection, is the... Movie Maniac figure from McFarlane, which is about 20 years old now. That figure still goes for upwards of $60 or more. I have one in the package. The package is shit, but still worth at least 50 bucks. Um, so now we get the Mezco one, which real clothing, um, that janitor outfit, it has the knife, it has it has the um, the pumpkin, you know what I mean? We can tilt his head. I expect a variant of... Uh, his little self in a clown outfit <laughs> covered in blood <laughs> a variant before the get. real figure comes out. <laughs> yeah. The variant you'll get is like a shitty Rob Zombie one. Well, I was going to say, or the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, so I have a Curse of Michael Myers um, toy 
from 3A, uh, which I do really enjoy a lot. It's funny because I was opening up my sideshow, uh, Freddy Krueger, which just came out. Um, and just the packaging is so fucking well done, you know, on those sideshow figures. And the 3A is just, here's your figure. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, no prompt and circumstance. Just, here's your figure. You got a hand. You got an extra knife. Don't bother me anymore. <laughs> Sideshow's like, here's the stand. Here's, you know, here's a couple different hands. Here's some face movement. And, like, it's just, you know, it's Sideshow. So, whatever. But that's the difference of 100 or so dollars, right? Uh, $80? No, I don't even think so. I think it's like 50, 60 bucks. So, I guess. All right. Shut up. I'll shut up. So, Mesco, thank you for releasing this Michael Byers figure. Finally, I do want it. I will get it. It's available today. They they haven't released it and probably won't. I'll be getting the pre-order today, Chris. Okay? Today being tomorrow, but if you're listening, it's today. <laughs> it's today. Today. Halloween. 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 As we like to end every one of our podcasts, we'll be switching the gears to talk about Star Wars for the next hour. Uh, so, listen, I I don't even like Star Wars anymore. I don't want to talk about this stuff. <laughs> you just talked about your poster off air, right? Never mind. Sorry. Uh, we, on the commercial uh, break, we talked about Chris's poster from Fandango. Put that as a post credit scene for this episode. <laughs> okay, you got it. Um, so can you take this one? Because I don't know if this is a quote or what. No, this this was there was a few different articles on 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 the internet on the internets today um, because the question was and we had this discussion when we did the last solo episode um, how substantial are the reshoots for the Han Solo movie when Ron Howard took over um, you know after the other directors got fired. in July yeah. or early August in July yeah now. They are saying at this point that they are substantial, which means most of the movie, and this is the quote, has been reshot, and and Howard has delivered his vision of Solo. Well, it just ended filming uh, about two weeks ago. And so two weeks ago in October, so from the August to... You know, October, it's a it's like a two full months, maybe two and a half months, which most movie shoots are about three months to six. I'm sure on Star Wars a little bit longer, but that makes sense. That actually fits in a timeline. <laughs> and from what we heard, you know, if if everybody's acting like a fool and acting like a character from Chris Lord and Phil Miller's direction, you have to reshoot it. Because Ron Howard's not making a comedy. He's not making The Grinch, which is fantastic. But he's not making that movie. He's making Han Solo. So, Or, sorry, Solo. Even though I'll call it the Han Solo movie forever. Willow. <laughs> yes. That's not a comedy either. Solo. So, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, it makes sense to me. I, you know, they, he had to do it. As long as the movie's good, I don't care how long it took to take. How much he had to shoot. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Moving on. So Rebels is coming to an end soon, right? Because they're pumping out two a week. Yeah, there's December? two episodes every Monday. 
it's crazy. I'm not even, I tried streaming it and it's like, it wasn't working. I'm way behind and not very happy about it. I am not. I'll actually probably finish the other ones tonight. Um, it's There's so two new ones tonight. Well, I mean, last week's. So I didn't watch last week's yet. So Dave Filoni, uh, who worked on the Clone Wars, working on Rebels, it's his thing. He It's coming to an end. And he recently did an interview, you know, what's next. And while Dave Filoni is a master at never coming right out and saying anything, he's also a master at not saying anything and giving you little hints. So he kind of said that, you know, he wants to, to give his respect to George Lucas and he wants to make sure that the audience still loves star Wars and whether that's on the big screen or the small screen or whatever type of medium that he decides to present it in. I, and he also mentioned how he was, he got to work with Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson tweeted out a picture of him and Filoni I think Filoni's next movie will be, or sorry, next project will be a Star Wars movie. He could be an executive producer on a show, but I think his next project is a movie. And I think the Boba Fett movie is his perfect movie because he's taken Boba Fett to a different level, unlike everyone else. That's my opinion. Obviously, I can be wrong. But that I, I think Boba Fett and the Bounty Hunters, the movie directed by Dave Filoni, he's done, he created fucking Cad Bane. Yeah. Where maybe him and George Lucas did, but still, Cad yeah. Bane, like, I don't know when this movie will take place, but if it was a movie that takes place between three and four or four and five, and it's those Bounty Hunters doing Bounty Hunter shit, doing a big heist, using all of their different skills... Bosk and Dangar and Forlam and Zuckus and or Cad Bane and Laura uh what is her name? Laura Singh? What's her name? Aura Aura Singh. Aura Singh. So I don't know when this is gonna take place, but I could see whatever group of bounty hunters he uses, I could see that as being Dave Filoni's next project. Absolutely. Um and that's that's a that's a that'd be an awesome day. Um <laughs> my concerns here are a, there's not another animated series in the pipeline that we know of, right? Like, I want, we need like a post Jedi animated series. So, you know, whether somebody else does it or whatever, and Filoni just like oversees it, you know, whatever. But I think yeah, you're right. Um, this whole the whole Clone Wars started as a theater movie. Um, so I mean, we could get an animated movie, Dave Filoni. You never know. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him. Take on, take on some live action shit. I think he could, and I also think that as much as I've been enjoying the, you know, I love the Clone Wars after years and years and years of not watching them, and I enjoy Rebels. Um, it's no love, Clone Wars. it's love and like, but it is no Clone Wars. But what I really want is a live action show, and it, and if Filoni took that on. I would also be a huge fan because I'm sure during those times when him and George Lucas are BFFs, that when George Lucas wanted to do that hundred episode five year series, we already are scripting. I I bet you anything Filoni was right there working on scripts for that show with George Lucas. And he probably knows more than anyone else 
what a live action show would be. You know what I mean? And it doesn't even have to be linear. In my opinion, I could see a show just being little a hundred episodes, a hundred stories of star Wars go back to the, to the uh, old Republic. You know what I mean? Go in between those little pockets, go off with one off characters. You know what I mean? And for me, if they were half hour episodes, that's, that would be insane. That to me would be the best thing. It's like an anthology series where every single episode is different. Half hour, an hour, put it on the new Disney app, which we're all going to have to download. <laughs> and, and that's how you get, but if Star Trek discovery is making people buy that CBS app, Star Wars will make everyone buy an app. Fact. Agreed. Fact. Think about all the people not wanting to play Battlefront. And look at how many of them bought it already. I'd buy two apps if I could. <laughs> so, um, speaking of video games, uh, <laughs> so this, so EA. Sad times. I don't know. Did you read that article I sent you? I mean, it was really long. I got into it. I didn't finish it, though. So, EA decided to cancel the visceral game, the visceral uh, Star Wars game. If you read that article, I can't remember if it was on Polygon. I know it was on Kotaku. Mm -hmm. And the guy who wrote it was a really fantastic writer. um, And he actually has a book about the making of certain video games. And I actually want to read it. Like, I think it's about destiny and some other Assassin's Creed. And the guy was a great writer, did a lot of great research, but it sounds like a, EA bit off too much than it could chew taking on Star Wars. B, we're never going to see that game ever in any iteration. The same it, shit happens every time, though. Yeah, they they cut it. They it's dead, dead. It ain't canceled. It's gone. Just like twelve twelve or thirteen thirteen, rather. Um, it's it's over. The Darth Maul game. All these great yeah. concepts or games, you can't fucking do it. It's Star Wars. It's like. Unlimited bankroll, almost. If you well, do it right, right. If you read that article, there's a pretty good quote from one of the one of the people who worked on it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, it's Star Wars. Everyone says it's Star Wars." He goes, "I'll tell you what, it sucks working on a Star Wars game because, like, their comparison, of course, is because Amy Henning was writing it and working on Uncharted. They got to do whatever they wanted. Nathan Drake is a creative character." He comes from nothing, all the boards they can create, whatever. Star Wars, it's like, why would that person do that? What's his motivation? Is he going to use a lightsaber or a blaster? If he uses that, he should look like this. He should have this type of style. Who is he interacting with? What does this have to do with the lore? Like, it's, they were like, it ain't just make a Star Wars game. It's, you have to go through a committee of God knows how many people up through the Star Wars story. One. It's Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> but I mean, he's not a game yeah, writer, yeah. right? See, but that, he's see, a fact checker. This is what... They, exactly. But this is the thing is that they want... Like, if they want to put a game out like that, have somebody write it and have all that... Just have somebody like that do it for them and then they just program the damn game. I mean, it's... I don't... I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to get really upset about it, but this is the same right. stupid shit that happens every time. It's like, and then we're we're given like Battlefront One, which ends up being an okay game, but a total waste of money. Battlefront Two, 
it's okay now because they give us a, a a mini campaign. You know, it's it's not okay though. I know we'll probably love that game, but where's a where's a real game that's gonna like capture like you know capture the audience like Knights of the Old Republic did or um, like Dark Forces and and Shadows of the Empire. You know, all you know all those great games that we grew up on. You know, it it wasn't hard then. What's the problem now? It, I you don't I do. I do think that because of there is now a story writing group, which is fantastic for us fans, it really does hold back some of the creativity that some of these people can put into storytelling. It's a lot different when you talk to uh, Claudia Gray and it's like, okay, you got to make this, this Leia book. Think about how many people are probably going, no. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, no, she wouldn't do, eh, she wouldn't say it. Ah, eh, would she really, mm, this is what we have for bail. Does that sound like Jimmy Smith? Like, there's there's so much pressure that's got to go into these people that even though you think that you're taking one of the most iconic characters and, and doing your own thing, it's not, you know? It's a lot easier to write a Poe comic than I'm sure it is to write um, one of these books or especially a video game that's going to be total over 20 hours or so. I and you probably don't give a shit. Like if you just had characters had nothing to do with the main story and put them off and it doesn't matter what the timeline is, doesn't matter anything like that, like Old Republic, go crazy. But I think if you start interacting with the characters that we know, like, God knows what it was like for the person to write Battlefront 2, the single-player edition. And you have to interact with Yoda and the Emperor and Luke and Darth Ren, Kylo Ren, like, all that shit. I don't know. I think it's probably a tremendous pressure. That's all. And it is too bad. It's too bad. Um, at, least we don't have to, at least we don't have to end on that. No. So, last thing, happy news. Uh, Last Jedi is tracking to be making over $200 million uh, opening weekend. If not more, I think it might have even been like 240 It's some disgusting amount of money, but um, Jesus. based off of pre-sales, obviously, which, you know, are sold out everywhere, based off of uh, just buzz and the fact that this has been the worst year for cinema history and et cetera, et cetera. People are chomping at the bit for this Star Wars movie more than anything else this year. So, hey, I'm okay. Make another $2 billion. As long they're, as it's good, going, it will. They're going to. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. Um, I can't see how it won't, unless it's really it's just, like, so fucking dumb, just like Luke kills Rey or something. Like, <laughs> Luke kills Leia. Then you won't make that $2 make, million. Dollars. You'll make, like, $4 billion. Everybody will go see that. Oh, yeah. Never mind. You're right. That's true. It's a dark Jedi. Fuck. You know what that would do to a movie? <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I am not waiting for that. All right. So, no. final thing here. Where can you find us, Chris? This is closing. Oh, yes. You can find us on the interwebs. Uh, we're at don'tforgetatowel.com. You're only place to travel geekly. That's views, interviews, and more geekiness. Um, perfect. 
I agree. You can hear us on wherever you're hearing this, I guess. Uh, Stitcher, if you're an Android user, the Google Play Store. If you're an Apple user at the Podcast Store. I can't even remember what they changed it to in this new iOS. But oh, yeah, Podcast app. Sure, Podcast app. Rate, review us, share us, tell your friends about it. I mean, really, give it to a friend as a holiday gift. It's coming up. Like, this is the perfect podcast to do so. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's it. This is Casey saying, uh, Ron Howard, don't fail us. <laughs> why Why is it all on Ron Howard? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Ron, Ron Howard has... It's not his fault this fails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you going to say bye or what? What? <laughs>